honestly. I just sounded so terrible. I'm like, my voice stopped coming out. It was like, hi. That was the ugliest intro. Oh my god. I made the mistake of putting both my headphones in so I couldn't really hear myself properly. I do that all the time and don't realize and then I'll listen back to the episode. I'm like, you're yelling. I just, I sounded like a witch just now. It's like, hi. A witch's high? A witch's high. (laughs) That was hideous. Um, Anyway, welcome back to another episode of Honestly. A podcast. With Zoe and Logan. That was Logan. And that was Zoe. (laughs) I like that I was like, okay, let's introduce it. And then I immediately went to go take a sip of tea. It's like I didn't have to say something else. No, you're done. Your part's over. (laughs) We're outsourcing. I'll get someone else to do it. God, it's like we've just done this like 163 <laughs> times at this point. You think I would like... I think we'd get it, but... You'd think I'd have a basic understanding of how this no. works. <laughs> and yet... <laughs> One day we'll get there. That day is not now. Not today, baby. Not today. <laughs> baby. Um, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing okay. As we were talking about like mere seconds before, mm-hmm. um, my allergies are extremely bad this week. Yeah. And... In a really great and fun way, the symptoms of COVID <laughs> and the symptoms of seasonal allergies have too much overlap for my liking personally, yeah. but you know. <laughs> I am I'm reminded of this time last year when, you know, the pandemic first became a really big thing. And we had almost this exact same conversation yes. with each other where we're like, um, is it allergies or is it COVID? <laughs> um like there's too many that are the same like there are some I saw a chart and I'm like that's helpful (laughs) but will it ease my anxiety probably not no I see it as facts but I'm like "Mm -mm, still Mm -mm. have COVID no it's it's hard to convince the old worms (laughs) in the brain yeah uh isn't it crazy though that like we're having the same conversation that we were having a year ago like who would have thought that one year later (laughs) we'd still be (laughs) here start crying just like an inhale and then immediate Mm. tears um it does not feel real it does not feel like we're a year in over a year in at this point yeah we're Um, officially in year two baby (laughs) really great really not affecting me mentally emotionally or physically in any way Mm -hmm. I don't think and I think the same could be said for everyone yeah this has no bearing on my life no none at all just a little blip um will easily recover from this yeah two years down the drain nothing to worry about (laughs) we were 25 when this started and we are coming up on our 27th birthdays and that makes me want to unalive myself (laughs) like truly I want to (laughs) die I'm gonna be honest that is upsetting in a few days it will be a month (laughs) my second quarantine birthday 
it was so That's funny fun. it was uh it was our friend katie's birthday the other day and so i texted her and the last i was like looking through a conversation and i saw when i texted her last year on her birthday and i was like i know things are crazy right now but i hope that you can like take some time to celebrate and like we'll get together soon <laughs> And here I am a year no, later you won't. being like, happy birthday. Uh, miss you. <laughs> like literally I texted her happy birthday and I was like, uh, second, second one. Uh, have a, have a good time. Try to have a good time. What, um, do, you, what do you, you even say? See you at some point, maybe somewhere. See you, maybe. Um, yeah, it's, uh. It's alarming that like we're, you know, we went through a series of firsts, you know, quarantine yeah. firsts, and it's alarming that we're now into the seconds. It's like, oh, our first quarantine birthday. Oh, now it's going to be our second quarantine birthday. Like, I think I can speak for both of us mm-hmm. <laughs> and say one quarantine birthday was enough. Yeah. Um, and I will say I had like an uncharacteristically good birthday last year. Maybe it's because my expectations were so low. Um, but it ended up being like a very nice birthday. And I'm just like, can I get that lucky two years in a row? Probably not. (laughs) What I especially like for my quarantine birthday was the first one, bubbling didn't exist. No. And then shortly after, bubble bubbling existed. And I was like, cool. And now that it's coming up on my birthday again, no bubbles. Go back to no one. Be lonely. <laughs> yeah, it is um, really not great timing. Because I think that was like part of the reason why my birthday was like enjoyable last year was because that was the age of bubbling I was able to see my mom I was able to see you and your sister and your brother and their dog um and that was great and it was like wow it's so nice to be around people um but yes we're now back into the no bubbling era (laughs) no bubbles but that won't stop us we'll sit outside six feet apart with masks on if that's what it takes for (laughs) us to see each other (laughs) hopefully april will i'm hoping like end of april fingers crossed it's gonna have a tantrum again and be like "Mm, it's snowing probably (laughs) enjoy i remember like years and years ago Mm -hmm. going to spring sushi for my birthday yes also moment of silence for us going to spring sushi but i was in Mm flip-flops mm-hmm weather and it's insane it doesn't make sense i hate it also gross of me to wear flip-flops on the ttc oh god what a bold choice um god yeah flip-flops out and about in downtown toronto what a what a risk what a risky life we were (laughs) living choice that i made and then meanwhile my birthday which is like at the end of june sometimes i'll be like in like a sweater and jeans because it's so cold yes when we went to uh what's the name of that place where they have the tacos god why can't i think of its name barrio yes Uh, when we went there one of the last times it was like freezing on the way home yeah nothing Uh, makes sense no weather's crazy that was some good weather discourse i think we don't get enough of it at work so Mm -hmm. we have to we have to expand into our personal life bring it to the podcast podcast pod 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 podcast (laughs) 
bring it to the rat hole. Oh rat my hole. god. You are not bringing it to the rat hole enough for me. <sighs> there was a hole in our driveway. This is like not entertaining to anyone, but I want to let you specifically know. Great. <laughs> and my dad was like, I was worried because I thought it was a rat hole. And then all I could do in my head was rat hole, rat, 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 rat. Just rat like hole. a very serious conversation. Yeah. I'm like, bring it to the rat, rat hole. hole, rat hole. Rat, 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 rat hole. Uh, How are you, though? <laughs> um, I'm good. I'm also not bringing it to the rat hole as much as I would like. <laughs> We're letting people down. We are. Um, no, I'm okay. I've been enjoying the nicer weather. It feels yeah. very spring-like right now, which is, um, you know, not not magically fixing everything, but it's helping. <laughs> It's helping to have like sunlight come into the room where you're stuck working. Yeah. And it's just nice that like it's what quarter to six right now. The sun is very much yes. still in the sky. Like yes. it's nice. As and by much the as, time we're done, it still will probably be a little bit light. Little bit of light. I know. As much as we were complaining about daylight savings time last week, and I do stand by everything we said, <laughs> um, I do appreciate the extra hours yeah. of sunlight. So yeah definitely something you can pop open a window yeah we are getting to that stage i love all those memes that are like canadians in like (laughs) september when it starts getting cold and it's like parkas and hats and then it's like in march when it's the same temperature we're like like in shorts and a t-shirt drinking outside Yeah. yeah no it's um i don't know it's like i realized that it's only like march 24th at press time but I'm like I'm in like summer mode baby I'm yeah. like I want to be outside all the time <laughs> I lay in the grass I'm like it's still very much like cold out but yeah. <laughs> but you can trick yourself into thinking it's not that cold because yes. there's like a little bit of sun so That's I'm like exactly I fully it. have the window open all day and I'm like yeah am I cold yes but is there sun yes so is it summer yeah yes <laughs> yeah it is as a matter of fact it, it is, is. Have you been consuming any content? Thank you so much for asking. I have two things. Oh. One, I watched the Netflix docuseries Murder Among the Mormons. Oh, that sounds intriguing. It was. I think they talked about it on My Favorite Murder. Okay. Um, The case that it's about. Because as I was watching it, I was like, this seems vaguely familiar. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I've listened to a podcast about this before. And I'm thinking it was My Favorite Murder. But that obviously would have been like several years ago now because I haven't listened to that recently. Um, But it's about Mormons, obviously, hence the title. Um, (laughs) It's the Mormon of it all. And one Mormon in particular who like forges all of these like Mormon documents and like sells them to people and like is like making like serious bank off of it. And he's just like tricking all of these people and like it's crazy. Um, And then... I don't know it's like somebody like his scheme starts to like all fall apart and stuff so then of course like like a normal person he just decides to kill everyone oh so he like sets up like a series of bombs and ends up killing two people okay this does sound a little bit familiar I think you would probably know it um but it was still like super interesting to watch because I like didn't remember the case like super well and it's very interesting it's three episodes they're like an hour-ish each long. Um, so I definitely recommend that because um, it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Mormons are crazy. Mormons and, like, are I mean, wild. I mean that with like a lot of love and affection, a lot of peace and love, as they would say on with frenemies. Peace and love. Um, with war and hate. With war and hate. No, with peace and love. Um, I mean, like I just think like religion in general is a little crazy. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and Mormonism is a little wild. I just like. I just don't know why nobody found it suspicious that this this one guy was always popping up and being like, look what ancient document I found. And everyone was like, oh, All that's these crazy. ancient documents just keep winding up in my home. Like, he just <laughs> kept finding them. And I was like, y'all, why are you, why did no one Something tweet to this sooner? <laughs> Something's um, wrong here. But, like, this guy, the guy who was, like, forging the documents and then just, like, made some bombs to kill people because yeah. he was like, how else do I deal with my problems? Like, crazy smart. Like, they were, like, talking about like the way he would like forge these things and like create these like replicas and it was like insane I'm like how do you even know to do, to that. do that and this happened in like the 80s so it's like this is before shit like Google even existed it's like now you can like yeah. look anything up online and like figure <laughs> out how to do it but it's like this was pre-internet being like a thing okay yeah. and I'm like how did you know what it was supposed to be <laughs> and like they have people obviously on the series talking people who worked on the case and stuff and they have like these like document experts or whatever like one of them worked for the FBI and it's like they were talking about how it's basically impossible to like forge something to make it look like 15 years old this guy was like forging stuff to make it look 150 years old and they're like (laughs) that is so hard to do it's crazy I would totally recommend it (laughs) I need to watch this now. Yeah. It's good because it, it's like a little bit different than like the typical true crime stuff where it's just yeah. like this man went out and murdered a bunch of women and who were like, also well, sex yeah. workers, <laughs> you know? Um, like, yes, there's murder, but there's also like all this crazy Mormon shit. Um, so yeah, would recommend that. Um, and then I also started watching The Great on Amazon Prime which is the show with um, Elle Fanning, the young Fanning, and Nicholas Holt about Peter and Catherine the Great. Very good. Living for it. My mom had watched it last year when the first season came out. And I remember her like going on about how good it was. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll have to like watch that at some point. And then um, it like, we like were talking about it the other day and she was like, I'll rewatch it with you if you want to watch it. And I was (laughs) like, like, hell "Yeah." yeah. So we started watching that the other day. We're like only three episodes in, I think, because there's like only 10 in the first season. So I'm like, I want to like savor it a little yeah. bit <laughs> before I run out of something to watch again. <laughs> so, but I'm very much enjoying that. So. Oh, yeah. That's very exciting. I was wait- I was expecting another book. I was like, she's just putting us all to shame with books. Oh, no. I mean, like I have like six books that like I've started reading. Yeah. Um, and so we'll see. I, I'm trying to like churn another one out before the end of the month. Um, so stay tuned. Maybe next week I'll have um, another addition to that something. list. <laughs> A little something. A little something something. What about you? Well, I'm very much, as we talked about on the rewatch, the rewatching mm-hmm. of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I, <laughs> in rewatching Criminal Minds, there are just like so many moments that I just like laugh out loud at. And mainly what I have, come to find so delightful is Gideon running yes I just want a compilation of Gideon running places yes and specifically in like 
it has to be like one of the first couple of episodes of the first season Mm -hmm. where that kid in the hallway like comes out to him (laughs) and instead of being like good for you kid it just sparks something in his head and he goes like hellfire and runs away (laughs) and that just I think about that constantly now and I want to start running around the house like kidding his arms are just like so stiff but his legs are moving so fast it's so funny that has to exist somewhere I'm gonna look after this and see if there's a compilation of him yeah there has to be YouTube is a magical place (laughs) and that's just like bringing me a lot of joy in Mm -hmm. this time I love that also good trouble there is a a new season (laughs) and I am watching it and today I found something that alarmed me and I don't know if I've like knew this before and just like put it out of my head. Is it more alarming than the incest? Um, it's different <laughs> alarming, <laughs> alarming for different reasons. Okay. But I, I wanted to tell you something that happened in the show. And then I was like, I just want to know how many seasons this person has been a character. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I Googled Good Trouble to see how many seasons there were, Executive produced by Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What? <laughs> Executive <laughs> produced by Jennifer Lopez. J-Lo, if you will. I will. Let's get loud. Am I right? <laughs> Let's get loud. Wow. How did we not know that? Is that not the most wild thing to you that really just, I saw that information this afternoon and went, what? She what? (laughs) Much to unpack there. A lot to unpack, but I just, (laughs) there's the the main character on the show, Callie. I'm familiar. Very annoying person. (laughs) Um, but it's just like always, she's always quitting her jobs because she's so like morally upright from everyone <laughs> that she can't just like follow instructions sometimes and kind of like do <laughs> grunt work because you have to. Right. She's better than that. She's better than that. She like literally quits everything or like any sort of drama or anything anyone gets into. It's like her fault because she thought she like knew more than someone like all the time. Every issue on the show is her fault in some way because she was like, no, I'm going to do the right thing. (laughs) And it took until the last episode that I just watched for someone in an authority position, like her boss, to tell her off for that. So there's five seasons of The Fosters and three seasons of Good Trouble. I thought you were going to say there were five seasons of Good Trouble. And I was like, there's no way it's been on for that long. Only three. We're getting there. Jesus. Okay. But like, like finally. (laughs) So basically on the show, they always have to, (laughs) they they bring up like current events in a way that's like very sloppy. (laughs) Ripped from the headlines. (laughs) Right? It's like, we just have to like do everything to be like, to show that we're on Twitter and we're like woke. Yes, <laughs> like it's very woke. <laughs> it's very like millennial woke. Mm, mm-hmm. You know? Those those kinds. Unfortunately, I do know. So basically there's like she's living with her boyfriend in his apartment and he's a lawyer mm-hmm. and he's like Republican and she's oh, not. Yikes, yeah, right off the bat. Big, big yikes. 
But there's this homeless man outside of her apartment building. Mm-hmm. And every morning she like gives him money or she like gives him coffee. Mm-hmm. And one day she's home by herself and he breaks into her apartment and he's having some sort of like mental episode. Mm-hmm. And she has her phone in her pocket and it like calls the boyfriend. So he calls the police. Here we go. Come and they like attack this guy. And she's like, no, like screaming not to call the police, not to get them involved. Mm -hmm. And then the boyfriend presses charges. So this guy ends up going to jail, even though like he thought it was a hospital and he was like asking Callie if she was the nurse. Yeah. And so he's in jail. She wants to take over his case. Hasn't passed the bar exam. Let's get that. Like, Legally she's not a cannot lawyer. do that. <laughs> she can't do that, but she's going to find a way to. Yeah. <laughs> and of course, some like wonderful female lawyer is like, mm-hmm. I like you. Come work for me. Because that happens. Well, I mean, it certainly happens <laughs> to people we know, it seems. so That's true. Honestly, that's true. <laughs> and so she starts working for this lady. And... The lady picks up his case pro bono, just for Callie, just so Callie works for her. Just for this random little girl. <laughs> that's it. Like, that's the whole reason. That she doesn't know. But just, she likes her. She reminds her of herself at a She's young age. She's got moxie. Like, really, really, really that. Incredible. So, <laughs> she gets, like, a plea deal, but she doesn't want to take it. She wants to take it to trial. And Callie gets really mad and is like... But he could be in jail for like up to a year. And this lady is a lawyer. <laughs> this lady <laughs> just did pass the bar. He knows what she's doing. And anyways, Callie ends up going behind her back or whatever and like calling the sister of the guy who's in jail who wasn't involved and almost like jeopardizes everything, of course. But the, <laughs> the, this was the first time I literally rewatched the scene like eight times because I was like, this is what I needed from the show. The lady was just like, this is your third job out of school. Like, you're a child. If you go behind my back again, you'll be looking for your fourth job out of law school. And good luck with a history like that. I'm like, yes, for once, for once in the entire show, they said, you can't do that. (laughs) Like, you have to do your job and not go behind your boss's back. Like, that's not how life works. No, no. It was just very, that was very exciting to me that that finally happened. It only took eight seasons of this woman being on TV. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you, J-Lo. We all have executive producer J-Lo to thank for that. Good on you. Amazing. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot. I really recommend watching. (laughs) I really do. It's delightful in a unhinged sort of way yeah the funny thing is is that like I will see people talking about it on Twitter and like they talk about it in such a positive light like this is a show that they like look forward to and are like genuinely excited that it was like back yeah and they like it's just a different vibe (laughs) it's I feel that at the same time that like I hate it more than anything it's like coexisting in a really nice in a really nice way Mm -hmm. it's um it's a lot also there's like a new character and I was like why does this guy look so familiar Mm -hmm. and when I googled it he is married to Miranda Sings (laughs) well 
There's a lot. See, it's a lot. The twists Maybe. and turns just keep on coming. They never stop. Executive produced by J Lo. Miranda Sings Husband. <laughs> What's <Incredible> next? Stuff. <laughs> What's next? Incest. Oh wait. Oh, check. Already happened. An episode in people fully in Dutch costumes for some reason happened. It did. <laughs> you better believe. It. You better believe it. How's the um the fat girl on the show who's not actually fat? Oh, she <laughs> she's um she's good. Mm-hmm. She finally got with this character that the whole past two scenes have been like, will they? Will won't they, they? Won't they? And then they did, and then he took off. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> literally packed up and left. Great. And so she's like, oh, I'm so self-conscious now. And then that guy. <laughs> showed her I showed you the video before when she's singing about being a fat bitch I was gonna ask if she had done another music video no but they did play it again the same one (laughs) he was like see this girl she would never feel self-conscious remember who you are he's hot it literally like I'm pretty sure he said like oh god what did he say he's like this girl would not be self-conscious this girl is beautiful and turns me on (laughs) you're (laughs) you're that's deranged it's oh my god logan please watch the fosters and then please watch good trouble you want me to commit eight seasons of time i do at least start watching good trouble with no context oh my god are they what happened to the commune that they were living in oh they're still living in the okay good the the canary the coterie (laughs) honestly it works just as well okay yeah there's still much fairy living in this like building that they want us to believe is like so disheveled but Uh really this beautiful loft that they all live (laughs) that's just fully furnished yeah sure like just like a million dollar loft and they're like just like anthropology furnished yeah like (laughs) They're like, look Expense. at my humble abode. Yeah. They're like, oh, this? What a junk. <laughs> just so insane. Oh, lordy. But um, lots of lots of good trouble. I think there's a new episode tonight. So uh, incredible. This is us. It's still going on. <laughs> a lot, a lot there. Mm-mm. They're starting to introduce COVID into the <sighs> landscape, Why? and I really yeah. wish they wouldn't. Why do shows feel the need to do this? That's like Grey's Anatomy. I haven't watched in like a really long time because they started to do COVID and I was like I don't I don't want to I don't want to watch this. Like I don't know why people who are working on like TV and movies like what do you not get about we're currently living through this event I don't want to see it depicted on like my television or like in the movies that I'm watching. We want to like escape by watching these things I don't want to like escape into another version of COVID happening I don't want to like look on the TV and be like oh look there are people wearing masks and getting sick that's different It also feels so forced all the time it's like these masks am I right and it's like oh my god (laughs) we get it we get it Like it's so easy to just like not write that in (laughs) so much 90 day fiance i've also been watching oh good i know you're thrilled about it is that show ever not on 
no <laughs> there's always there's always some version of it some on iteration. like one will end and then another yeah. one a different spin-off of the show will start but one it's it's COVID currently happening there too and this guy <laughs> this guy proposed again because they had like he went to Ukraine to see her. Her name's Natalie. She's a little bit crazy. And by a little bit, I mean, she worries me because sometimes her eyes go dead and I'm scared of her. Um, she threw his ring back at him. Okay. And then they weren't together, but then she came for the 90 days because her visa was approved. So she was like trying to get engaged again. Right. Okay. And then he did. He proposed. And then the next day broke up with her and now she has three days to like leave the U.S. or she's like considered like an illegal immigrant oh my god and it's COVID so we don't know if she can get flights and I'm like what a nice guy <laughs> what a good guy damn the stakes are high on 90 day They're fiance very high and I don't know if you saw the discourse but he cooked her some sort of dinner and Chrissy Teigen was talking about it, too, because no one could identify what it was. Oh. Um, like, they said it was crab cakes eventually, but it it's not. It didn't look like it. <laughs> it's not. It looks like a very dry veggie burger, and he was barbecuing them. And I've never seen anyone barbecue crab cake. Okay, that's interesting. But would recommend checking out Chrissy Teigen's <laughs> uh, Twitter just for that. But just after this go check that out maybe i will i somehow missed that discourse <laughs> just saying <laughs> there's a lot there to unpack as well as with everything i brought to the table for what i've been watching you brought a lot to the table i'm Sit overwhelmed with it. <laughs> with it start watching good trouble that's it that's all i have to say <laughs> don't make me do it <laughs> you should watch it at the same time you start to dive back into riverdale God, could you imagine I think your head would explode. Yeah, no, I only one can survive. <laughs> and it's not you. It's not me. It's not Those you. two shows will survive. It won't be me. Hi, guys. Just a heads up that the following conversation deals with topics such as sexual assault and maybe triggering for some listeners. What's going on in the world? What isn't going on? Um, YouTube. YouTube. Uh, the fun <laughs> YouTube. The fun never stops. Mm -hmm. Um, when we recorded last week, had Jeff gone on front of me yet? No, because I have I have notes about what I wanted to talk about this week. And it's basically just like <laughs> yes. a timeline of things that have happened since we recorded this time last week. Um, and the first thing I have in my list of notes is just Jeff Wittick, stupidest man alive. <laughs> I think that's the best place to start mm -hmm. he <laughs> I'm literally gonna cry laugh <coughs> choking in anticipation he decided that it was a great call to reach out to Trisha mm -hmm. and ask to come on frenemies to kind of like talk over his was it like a 40 minute video what did he do he did like was, a long video it was a 20 minute video in which he put up a giant disclaimer the entire time that said please watch the full 20 minutes so that nothing I say can be taken out of context <laughs> which is when you know someone has nothing but good things to say and it should be noted that like in this 20 minute video 
he was addressing the insider article that came out about David Dobrik and co, which Jeff yeah. is like briefly mentioned in and um, being named as one of the implicated, people, <laughs> being implicated, being named as one of the people who bought alcohol for the underage girls. Yeah. Um, so Jeff makes a 20 minute response video to this. Yeah. Instead of just being like, I, I don't, I don't know if it was me but I was there and I'm sorry for my participation mm-hmm. in this event. Instead of that, no. <laughs> no, he made a 20 minute goes video. Goes off the rails. Goes off the rails. He talks about how he didn't buy the alcohol. He don't, doesn't know why Trisha would say that he bought the alcohol and was accusing her of being the one to like put that narrative forward that it was him. Mm-hmm. He, at the end of his video put Kat's Twitter up on the screen, which is the author of the article, and basically, in so many words, encouraged his fans to go harass her um, because she was, you know, a bad journalist or a bad reporter and, like, didn't fact check and was spreading false information. And now I think what became very, very clear in the first 15 seconds of him being (laughs) on Frenemies was that he didn't read the article no. at all. He kept saying that it was Trisha, like you said. Mm-hmm. He said that in his video, he continued to say that while he was on Frenemies, mm-hmm. that Trisha is the one saying things and only Trisha is saying that. Mm-hmm. And now, <laughs> Trisha didn't say that at all. <laughs> that's the first thing. And that's not in the article. That's not in the article at all. Trisha didn't say that. If if he read the article, which yeah, personally speaking, if I was going to make a video response to an article, I think I would read the article before making my video response. But like that might be controversial. Um, if he had taken the time to read the article, he would have seen that one of the girls who was friends with the girl who was assaulted, that friend was the one who the said sober the sober friend, as yeah. she's referred to, she was the one who indicated that it was Jeff and Todd who went out to buy alcohol mm-hmm. and came back with whiskey and a bottle of Pepsi, which again is gross. <laughs> Why are we drinking Pepsi? Todd loves whiskey though. And I mm-hmm. think it's important. That's a noted, a noted fact. Mentioning that. Mm-hmm. I just, there was another thing that Jeff kept doing in terms of like, bringing up that he didn't buy the alcohol was that this this idea that because he no longer drinks that he couldn't have possibly bought it like like Mm -hmm. if you went into a store that had alcohol and had it in your hand and went to pay if you don't drink it disappears no it's actually a well-known fact that if a sober person walks into a liquor store they actually just burst into flames yeah you can't get anything everything on the shelf disappears yeah it's it's akin to like a vampire walking into a church or something it's just like they don't mix no you can't jot that down he very much wanted us to believe that (laughs) that it couldn't happen he couldn't do it yeah his big point seemed to be it was Trisha who told the reporter that he bought the alcohol. And because that was, she was mad that he didn't say hi in Starbucks. She was mad that he didn't say hi in Starbucks. Um, and then, well, I can't buy alcohol. I'm sober. Because uh-huh. I forgot that that's how life works. Yeah. It just cancels. Everything <laughs> shuts down. Yeah. Actually, lasers start, like, 
yeah flying and you have to like duck out but imagine how much easier sobriety would be for people if that was right? the case wow Jeff <laughs> you're on to something here wow he's unlocked it <laughs> I I have never felt more like anxiety and like secondhand just like is the only way I can describe it watching that because he did not know what he was talking about and it was so evident by the way anytime Ethan or Trisha said anything the length of the silence that would follow it would be like so Logan I see that uh there's a picture of you actually here could you repeat that (laughs) there's there's a picture well um <laughs> like that was the entire interview you don't have to watch it now we've just no. reenacted it he for summed you. it up really well um it was alarming it took them so long to get out of him the fact that he hadn't read the article because he kept like deflecting mm-hmm. and being like well I read parts of it well I read the parts where I was mentioned and then it became very apparent very quickly that he had not read it at all because even if he had read the parts that he was mentioned in he would know that it wasn't Trisha who said no. he bought the alcohol he he remembers the event this is this is what <laughs> his interview proved yes is that he knows exactly what happens mm-hmm. he remembers being there he knows who bought the alcohol and that mm-hmm. he went with Todd to yes. do it he saw an article about that and panicked and just said whatever because yeah. it's like you could have you could have not been as involved as you are Jeff if you just read the article if you had just read the article um and it's like listen my dude like if you if your reading comprehension isn't that good reach out to a friend and I'm sure they'd be happy to like read it to you do like the text to speech thing on your phone yeah it's there use it fine there are options um read the article get a sense for it get a sense for what they're saying you'll know that you were mentioned for approximately half a second um and not by Trisha (laughs) not by Trisha which seemed to be like a very contentious point and all all Jeff had to do (laughs) was come out and be like if he really, if he is so hell-bent on saying that he wasn't the one who bought the alcohol, that seems to be, like, a really big issue for him. Just be like, you know what? I don't have any recollection of that night. Maybe I went with Todd to buy the alcohol. I don't remember, but I apologize for any involvement that I had. That's all you had to do, my dude. That's all you had to do. That's it. But instead, he just goes off on this tangent and is, you know, accusing Trisha of things and then bringing up the fact that Trisha has mental health issues and that she was 5150. That seemed to be like a really, um, a really interesting thing that he kept doing where it's like anytime they kind of had, which was every sentence they spoke, they had something on him to prove that he was wrong in some way. But anytime he had an opportunity to speak for more than a couple seconds, he was like, well, Trisha, you did try to kill yourself. And I was there. I was there when it happened. Like, oh, okay, that's a nice, fun, family-friendly story. Thank you. 
it's like I don't really know what bearing that has on what we're currently discussing Jeff but thank you and then meanwhile anytime Trisha was like but what happened to your eye because come on Trisha Jeff personal has sustained like pretty horrific injuries to his head and eye that he's like been recovering from for the past several months and it's all been very hush hush about what happened but like the I don't know speculation was that it happened during like a David Dobrik vlog type thing and so Trisha like tried to talk about it on the frenemies episode because i guess when she had spoken to jeff like prior on the phone they had been talking about it and so she was just like oh like what happened and he was like well that's personal i can't talk about that it's like okay he was but you'll, like, he was you'll talk like, about how she was like 51 50 like <laughs> that's the thing it's like he was so he sounded so disappointed in the way he said he was like oh trisha come on like that's my personal health and then two seconds later i'll be like remember when that time twice and then also you were on meth <laughs> drove your car into someone's house but oh trisha no i'm talking about my eye it's personal it's personal it's really um, inappropriate the real kicker of that interview and i mean like there were a lot of really stunning moments but the real kicker was the photo the photo evidence <laughs> i want to watch that on a loop as well that um, moment ethan ethan really just set it up and just hit it home um he asked Jeff flat out he was like were you there that night and Jeff was like yeah but only for like 15 minutes half an hour like I, I wasn't there the whole yeah. night like I, I left 10 early minutes, on 15 20 45 an yeah. hour <laughs> it varied but like the the gist of it was I was not there the whole night I left yeah. early and Ethan's like Okay, so I have a picture here uh, from that night taken at like 1.30 in the morning and it shows you and everybody else. <laughs> I just love to because like right before he was like, okay, um, I'm, you were there for 45 minutes. I'm going to give you the opportunity to change, to change what you're saying. Were you there for long? Nope, no, it wasn't there. I left, went home. He's like, okay, <laughs> timestamped photo incoming. And then, so that was beautiful because it showed Todd, Jeff, Jonah, David, Dom. Is he in that picture? I don't even know. And then the girls whose like faces and heads were obviously covered. So we didn't see them in the picture. You can see in the corner though, one girl is holding up her friend, which is presumably the Hannah girl that the article was centered around. Um, Time stamped night of showing all of these people there. (laughs) Clear as day. And then Jeff's story turned into, oh, well, I was there and then I left and then I came back because I live so close. And so did everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> that was the that was the turn. Like, I feel like it it's not believable at all, first no. of all. But no, I think no, no. it could have he could have finagled it with like his charm that he was trying to. And he was trying. trying. <laughs> he was pushing, like trying everything he could. But like, I feel like he could have maybe got people to believe that Mm -hmm. if he didn't try to include everyone else like oh yeah we all went home and then came back Mm -hmm. why would you do that you just all came back to take us like a stairwell photo (laughs) have a little chat in the stairwell um yeah so that whole interview was really just it was a trip um Jeff has since deleted his 20 minute video um and after like an hour of bullying by Trisha and Ethan he did apologize to Kat for like (laughs) sicking his fans on her so I guess that's something it's um 
I feel like this accountability thing, this accountability word and the word like I'm not going to, like those words mm-hmm. kind of don't mean anything to YouTubers anymore because the amount of times that Jeff in that interview said something along the lines of like, I'm not going to discredit you, Trisha, or like, I'm not trying to discredit you, Trisha, mm-hmm. and then proceeded to do exactly that is a lot. Mm-hmm. And that just keeps happening with a lot of these videos. Yeah, people seem to instance. think that if they say something, then that covers yeah. all their bases. It's like, I'm not going yeah. to discredit you, but allow me to discredit you. And I'm taking accountability, but allow me to not take any accountability. <laughs> it's very that. Um, moving on from the Jeff thing, the other thing that I wanted to talk about, and like you and I have had a, like kind of had a conversation about this off the pod, but some discourse that we've seen recently is the involvement, so to speak, that Trisha had in yeah. all of this the responsibility is is like is she responsible for what happened um Mm. or like how much responsibility should we put on her because I've kind of seen people we've both seen people talking about it um and some people are kind of of the mind you know it wasn't wasn't her responsibility she just you know she stopped Jason from buying alcohol and then she removed herself from the situation other people are more of the mind well, why didn't she do something to stop it? She should have helped those girls. She should have gotten them out of the situation. Um, And I think it's an interesting conversation to have. So thoughts and feelings. (laughs) Thoughts and feelings is like, first of all, I feel like I've been following Trisha for a long time. So there's Mm -hmm. always going to be like a weird, like I do stand, even though I know she's problematic. Sure. I don't stand her behavior all of the time, (laughs) but I don't think she's a bad person Mm -hmm. inherently. Mm -hmm. I think this situation, it's kind of interesting to watch people who make such, like, uh, Smoky Glow was Mm -hmm. very, like, Trisha should have done something. Yeah. I think it's very interesting to watch people who are so, like, um, socially conscious, like, usually put the blame on, like, a a situation where, like, a man orchestrated a rape that another man committed while another group of men Mm -hmm. watched it happen and allowed it to happen. I think it's interesting to shift the blame on the only woman who was there for a couple of minutes. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't, I don't see how that, that works in your mind. Like, I understand, like, we talked about it right away, like, when it happened, when Mm -hmm. we were hearing more about Trisha leaving and stuff. It is disappointing. Like, you feel like a gut-wrenching feeling because you think like if I was there and I went home and this happened I would feel horrible and I would feel like a responsibility Mm -hmm. and I'm sure she does and she said that she feels like she wishes she could have done more Mm -hmm. but like at the end of the day like that's not that's not on her that's on Dom and that's on David and that's on every man in that room while it was happening yeah and like Trisha at the time we know was on meth Mm -hmm. was in a very like weird and mentally and emotionally abusive relationship you can watch back any sort of video with her and Jason like it's not good she's being like gaslit for everything I don't think she was in a position where she could have done anything Mm -hmm. so I'm like I'm in the middle of both of those things yeah well and I think I mean that's so often the case right I mean like yeah we can all come down and agree that like rape is bad and like what transpired that evening is bad but when you get into kind of like the nitty-gritty of like 
how responsible is somebody like Trisha? It's like, there is a gray area and obviously mm-hmm. everybody's opinions are going to differ. Um, like you were saying, I hope that if I had been in Trisha's situation, I would have tried to do something. However, that being said, you know, she was there very early on in the evening. It sounds like before anything really got out of hand, Mm -hmm. you know, she obviously knew that people were going to go out and buy alcohol. And I just while she obviously knew that like buying alcohol for underage girls was like not a good idea and she didn't want Jason to do that I don't know if she should have been expected to know that like somebody was going to be sexually assaulted as a result of that that's the thing like I think the two people who knew what was going to happen for sure were Dom and David yeah I think everyone else is kind of like I think the men who were there during it and peeked their head in knew what were happening at that Mm -hmm. point because she was clearly too intoxicated to give consent but like I don't think at the beginning of the night with like buying alcohol for people underage Mm -hmm. I think that was the issue that was concerning for Trisha that was what no like Jason you can't do that also we're gonna go yeah like I don't think she would I don't know I just think it's hard and I think it's weird to push the blame on someone who was just like the only woman aside from these girls it's just it's odd to me and it's like Trisha did try to help in her own way by yeah. at least preventing Jason from buying alcohol like obviously like then it was like Todd and or Jeff yeah not Jeff he's so allegedly he can't, he can't um, buy alcohol don't come for us Jeff <laughs> Wittick but I just think like Trisha prevented Jason from doing it and then she removed them from the situation it's like yeah given the culture of the vlog squad and like previous experiences I don't know it's like what are we expecting her to know about what's going to happen right it's like she's not psychic and yeah maybe based on previous things you could say oh well she should have known that something Mm -hmm. bad was going to happen but I also think that that's asking a bit much it is and it's like we're all looking at this situation first of all as people who weren't there in any Mm -hmm. way and also hindsight like we know what happened and we know what led up to it now at that moment Mm -hmm. she didn't know it was gonna happen how would she how would she know to stop that like I don't know Jason when he was gone but like Todd Jeff Jonah you knew what was happening because you were there as it was happening but before then like I don't know if anyone could have aside from Dom and David yeah I also think like just generally speaking there's a big jump from like oh we're just gonna like hang out and like have some drinks with these guys to oh no now one of our friends has been sexually assaulted like that that doesn't necessarily happen on like the average night out yeah um and so it's, I don't know, it's, it's hard. It's like you said, like hindsight's twenty twenty. Like, obviously we're all looking at this now and being like, yeah, we have well, all the information. Something awful happened. If I had been in that situation, I would have done more. And it's and like, this yeah. Step-by-step step what ha- led up to that happening. You know, and it's like, everybody wants to look at something like that and think, oh, if I was in that situation, I would have handled that differently. And it's mm-hmm. like, maybe you would have, maybe you wouldn't. I also think this, and this is something that you and I have like talked about regarding the situation 
the girls who came over were fans of David, or yeah. at least like some of them were. And, you know, they thought that they were like, that's such a cool opportunity to hang out with David Dobrik and his friends yes. and like film a video or something. Like it was very much that idea of we are a fan of this person and it's so cool that we get to hang out with them. Yeah. And so again, I used this example the other day, but it's like when I was 20 years old, if like a celebrity I really liked had been like, hey, come out with like, come hang out with me and my friends, I would have been like, absolutely sign me up. Yeah. I'm there. And, you know, if I was there hanging out with my friends and then some like random other woman who I didn't know came over to me and was just like, I don't know, like you should Something's maybe get weird. out of here, like yeah. something like the vibe is off. I would have been like, yeah, okay, whatever. Like <laughs> I'm going to hang out here. Yeah. So it's like, even if Trisha had like said something to the girls and been like, I don't know, I think you should get out of here. It's like, there's no guarantee that they even would have like heeded her warning and yeah. been like, oh yeah, you're right. Let's go with you random person that we don't know. <laughs> also, we talked about this before too, but like, this is the same thing that's happening with like people trying to discredit Trisha because of like mental illness and because of like mm-hmm. addiction and stuff like that. But like, <laughs> I don't know if, at any point Trisha Paytas at that stage could come to you and tell you something and you'd trust her more than David Dobrik ding 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 like David Dobrik whose entire like online personality is like oh smiley goofy just good fun nice guy neighborhood kid Mm -hmm. and then Trisha Paytas who's always been the way that she's been (laughs) like that's I don't think you would trust her over him yeah, I agree. And I think, like you were saying, it just kind of comes down to like the gray area in the middle where you're like, I think, I don't think we should be putting too much responsibility on Trisha as like the only woman who mm-hmm. was there for like a relatively short period of time when there were other men there who orchestrated this, literally watched participated and watched. Like, I think those are the ones that we should be holding accountable. Um I also think that it's just like, I know I said this to you before, but I think it's really unfair um, for someone who's like so open about all the sexual abuse like she's faced in her own life mm-hmm. to put to put that kind of blame on her as well. Because like she talks really openly about being like molested as a kid in school. And yeah. then when she worked as a sex worker on like Hollywood Boulevard being like attacked and like raped on the street so Mm -hmm. like I don't think it's fair to look at this woman and be like well you let it happen to someone else now like that feels very shitty (laughs) yeah again it's like I feel like stuff like this always gets echoed in these situations but it's just like why are we blaming a woman for something that a man did you know it's just like Mm -hmm. sure again we can sit here with 2020 hindsight and be like Trisha should have done more you know who also should have done more? All of the men who were there, who were there for the whole night yeah. and who knew what was happening, who knew what were happening, who knew what was happening. <laughs> English is hard, my dudes. We got there. Um, we're, our brains were melting. They knew what were happening and they didn't do anything to stop it and they actively facilitated it. Yeah. Like that's that's where the blame kind of starts and finishes, in my opinion. Like there is a gray area of like, well, maybe something could have been done to, like, prevent it or at least, like, try to. But, like, the onus isn't on her. It isn't on the girls to have not answered an ad. It's on the people who did it and watched it happen. Like, that's really cut and dry, in my opinion. Exactly. It's, like, that same, excuse me, same old adage of, like, 
we don't need to teach women how to not be attacked or how to not be raped or assaulted. We need yeah. to teach men to not do that in the first place. Because then, exactly. like, what, because then what people are going to start shifting blame. Cause like, let's not forget there was a sober girl there. Are we going to start being like, well, why didn't That's you true. do something like, how about we don't blame the women who are involved in this particular yeah. instance, because it's really not their fault. <laughs> also like Trisha and Jason left 15 minutes into the, the girls getting there when it was like okay let's buy them drinks they were like well jason wasn't but trisha was like okay that's not for us to do yeah so we're just gonna remove ourselves from the situation she was like i'm a 30 year old woman this is my 45 year old boyfriend we don't need to be a part of that (laughs) no my god jason i can't wait for his i need something to come out about him to get him in trouble more than he is the other thing that I wanted to talk about, this is this was something that happened since we recorded last week, but we now yeah. have statements from Natalie and Carly and yes. Aaron, who are all female members of the vlog squad. Mm-hmm. Um, Interesting, too, that it's only females so far. Aside, come forward, from aside from Scott the world's and dumbest man, Jeff and, and Jeff. Scotty. <laughs> That's who you want speaking for you. That's who I want in my corner. I want Jeff Wittick and Scotty Sire with his Cheshire cat tattoo. Man who never read. Um, How do we feel about what Natalie and Carly and Aaron said about all of this? I think at, at first, Natalie's, I felt like, okay, that's good. I'm glad you said something. Mm-hmm. And the more I just looked at this like black notes app nonsense yeah I went your boyfriend's Todd mm-hmm. like he he's the one who's being accused of like buying the alcohol with Jeff who couldn't have done it so your boyfriend's Todd he allegedly bought the alcohol your boss and childhood friend is David who filmed yeah. all of this and your childhood friend Dom is the one who committed the assault yeah. so I think as somebody as somebody who has a close relationship with all three of those people we need a little bit more from you Natalina a little bit more <laughs> Also, the fact that now after yesterday's live frenemies, mm-hmm. we found out um, intel from Trisha <laughs> that Natalie edits all of David's videos. Mm-hmm. So she was working for him at that time. Mm-hmm. So she would have edited that particular vlog. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people knew before. <laughs> Like, a lot of people knew beforehand happened. a lot of people knew during and a lot of people knew after and yet no one did anything to either stop it or stop it from going into a vlog yeah mm-hmm. no that's great that's great your little um black mm-hmm. fancy cursive writing apology was great yeah it really did a lot for me I'll I'll read it I have it up here it says this is what Natalie yes. said she posted mm-hmm. in her story um black screen, white text, the Instagram equivalent Mm -hmm, of mm -hmm. a notes app apology. I've spent a lot of Mm -hmm. time thinking about the recent allegations and because of the severity, (laughs) it's taken me time to process. Like many of you, I'm upset and angry and do not condone the behavior detailed in the article or any sexual misconduct or abuse for that matter. I want to make it clear that I acknowledge, hear, and support those who came forward and I stand by the victims. Mm -hmm. So, um, extremely vague, mm-hmm. just couldn't be more vague, to be honest. I would um, love- I don't think it's like, 
I don't think it's like that much of like a girl boss statement to be like, I don't condone rape. Like, I don't think most people would come online and be like, I do. I do actually. That's the bare minimum you can say. Coming on and being like, I don't condone sexual assault. It's like, congratulations. No one is going to come out and say that they do. Okay. Like that is such like a baseline stance to have. And to say, I support and I stand by the victims or those who came forward. How? Okay. Detailed response. (laughs) Give me like three paragraphs each beginning middle and end we want an opening statement and a closing statement yeah. what's your thesis <laughs> how are you going to support and stand by the victims you can't again you can't just say these words they mean no. something also like if you're continuing to work for david mm-hmm. um in the capacity that you are where it's just like you're kind of just like his go-to guy mm-hmm. um like i don't know if that's like standing by victims necessarily especially at this point when he hadn't released his extended apology he just did his light apology the lp versus the ep exactly like i don't know tell us how you're doing it like how do you plan to do that are you going to donate money are you going to like open yourself up to communication with Mm -hmm. them Mm -hmm. are you going to talk to David about what he did yeah (laughs) like Like, again like I don't condone the behavior detailed in the article and or sexual misconduct or abuse so it's like again be specific so do you not condone the fact that your boyfriend bought alcohol for underage girls that would be a good place to start do you not condone the fact that Dom sexually assaulted these girls you made that fairly clear but like didn't name Mm -hmm. names so I guess we'll just be a little vague on that um And like, do you, do you condone David filming all of this? Like you, like, I'm sorry, like you need to be specific. Also like that sentence is like weird. It feels weird to me, like listening to it back now (laughs) to be like, (laughs) to say like, I don't condone things listed in this article and or sexual. It's like, okay, but that's what was outlined in the article. So what are you saying? (laughs) I know that like I just finished saying like when we were talking about like the Trisha of it all I was like we shouldn't yeah. blame a woman for like a man's actions and I stand by that and it's like I'm not trying to like shift this all onto Natalie but I just like like I was saying when you were that close to three people who were like very yeah. much involved I just expect a little bit more from you. Yeah and it's just like especially now like you you do know what happened and I think if you you chose to come out and make a statement that it does need to be a little bit better like not that it's your fault that any of this happened Mm -hmm. but like if you're making the decision to put out a statement you're gonna have to do a little bit better than just like vague general I don't support sexual assault okay I think that's true for most people stunning revelation I never would have guessed like really not doing anything for me but thank you I feel like Carly and Aaron's was very similar um, Mm -hmm. in not saying a ton. (laughs) I noticed that a lot in the comments of that video were people being like, oh my God, yes. Like, I'm so happy that you didn't feel the need to like name names and you just like said what was happening. I was like, no, I think in this situation, you really got to name names. I, yeah, now is not the time to be coy 
or like oh my god no I'm like I'm like you know who I don't want to be like I don't want to start drama it's like a girl was raped ladies like it's not drama (laughs) it's not drama it's like a felony at this point Mm -hmm. and so I think it'd be really good if again as like friends of these people you came forward and like said specifically we don't condone what Dom did we don't condone what David did and we don't condone the fact that there were like half a dozen other men from our friend group that were just like standing by and laughing while this happened yeah and (laughs) the thing is with like the continuation of this into the like the last couple of days just the fact that at so many points this was brought to people's attention like I really doubt like once again not to put blame on them mm-hmm. but I really doubt that Carly and Aaron like didn't know about this before all of this happened this is like you you must have seen the vlog also this is like what like, I if you don't coming condone back to. why did you not condone it then <laughs> this is what I keep coming back to with this whole situation and not even like this situation specifically, but like as a whole, like it's a pattern of behavior within the vlog squad. Like this isn't an isolated incident, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, you you knew what these people were like. You knew how they interacted with women. And now all of a sudden you're like, I am shocked and appalled and do not condone this behavior. It's like, you didn't have a problem with this behavior when you were getting cars or getting your wedding no. paid for or getting taken to the Super Bowl. Like, <laughs> like there's there's no way that you didn't know that this happened, A, from just, like, these are your friends. Like, I'm sure they would have told you the story mm-hmm. of that evening. I'm sure their story is, like, different than how it actually went. But, like, there's no way you didn't know about it before now to be yeah. like, I don't condone this behavior. Like, okay. Where was that attitude when you first heard about it? It's, um, mm, I hate it. I hate it so much. Um, But it is interesting, like you said, how it's been predominantly women who have come forward and like Mm -hmm. said even the vaguest of statements. It's like, I guess I'm grateful that they've at least said something. Yes. Because um, it's been radio silence from Zane, Heath, Matt King, Scotty, since he put out his little thing there a few weeks ago yeah um his taking one for the team being thrown (laughs) under the bus by David Mm, yeah Yeah. that how did that work out for you Scotty how are you feeling how are you doing did that work out did you get a gold star from Mm, Papa from from Daddy Dobrik (laughs) um it's I like I guess like a vague statement is better than nothing but again it's like we have three women who have like at least felt obligated enough to come forward and say something and like the men are just like mm-hmm. is something going on nothing nothing new here I feel like I should be doing something I don't know Ooh. Todd like disabled comments on his most recent Instagram post yeah. so he's not willing to have a conversation <laughs> no he's like well Jeff outed me as loving whiskey so there's nowhere to go from here Oh my god I really wish like I just like because that was the thing that you could tell like with the Jeff thing going back to that for a second is like he was clearly covering for Todd like yes (laughs) because he was like well I didn't buy the alcohol but he wouldn't come out and say but it was Todd who did yeah and it's even though it was like very obvious he knew it was Todd who did it 
it's just like it's weird that he's like covering for him it's weird that he like won't talk about what happened to his eye and like Mm -hmm. how that transpired because like again everybody's speculating that it was like a David it has to be and so it's just like why are you protecting these people who like clearly don't give a shit about your health and safety and well-being like and like if now like if David is sorry Mm. if David regrets this you would think to protect his friends, mm-hmm. he would come out and say, Jeff didn't buy the alcohol that yeah. night. That's part of me being accountable is saying who actually was there. But no, nope. yeah. zip, throw away the key. Or even beyond that, David just come forward and be like, you know what? Yes, I did send people out to buy alcohol that night. Um, but that's, that's, on me. that's on me. You know, yeah. they did that because I asked them to. And technically, and I'm their boss. And it doesn't matter, you know, who it was specifically who went out. It was me who asked them to do that. And that's that's a me problem. Yep. At any point, he could do that. Yeah. But he's he's chosen not to. Um, speaking of David, shall we get into <laughs> David's apology to Electric Boogaloo? Yes. Yep. We shall. Let me because just... Because that was, that, was that was a moment in time. So... To refresh everyone's memory, David put out an apology video last week that was two and a half minutes long. He posted it to the Views podcast channel. He turned off comments mm-hmm. and the likes and dislikes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just to- So starting off great, holding yourself accountable. Strong, 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 strong. Um, <laughs> you gotta love a sitting on the floor apology video. He took Trisha's note. He did. Also, if you go and look at our freaking honestly apology bingo. Oh, bitch, we should check, check, that up. check. Oh, God. check here. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. Let me go right now. Um, Let's go. You know, I will say, like, he really he understood the assignment this time around. He fulfilled the he brief. Did. <laughs> he did. He was sitting on the floor. Mm-hmm. He was weepy eyed. Yes. <laughs> a single tear (laughs) god i forgot the slash home oh don't forget the slash home it'll lead you nowhere nowhere. sitting on the floor weepy eyed Mm -hmm. soft voice yeah telling us that he's alone i don't know why he felt the need to include that no I liked to me him saying like you know I'm alone it's the first time I've been alone in days I was like oh you really want us to think that like you've you've gotten away from all the handlers and the people telling you what to do and this this is just you and I speaking from the heart from the heart you're just gonna be real with me David (laughs) and then proceed to like beat around the bush for like five minutes I think like honestly thank you so much for pulling that up um I agree with what Ethan was saying on the live frenemies from yesterday. Yeah. Um, on face value, a masterful apology. Yes. If this yes. apology had come out a week ago, I think David could have avoided so much aggravation. Yeah. And I say aggravation like in like a really light way of explaining that. But like, I think he could have avoided losing sponsors. all of his sponsors mm-hmm. if he had just come out with this in the first place. I also like in that video that he's really like he really is selling that like this is just me sitting down thinking about this Mm -hmm. when it's like yeah everyone who left was like your PR people and people who wrote this apology for you 
um, letting you be as specific while still being vague mm-hmm. as you could possibly be. Um, kind of saying what you did without really saying what you did. Yeah. <laughs> like, wink, wink. I'll just, like, skirt around it. That's very much that. And, like, I would say it's a masterful apology. I wouldn't say it's a good apology. Yes. And I think that's, that's the difference. That's, yeah. It's, like... <laughs> It's not, manipulative. Not to Shane Dawson it, but the thing about sociopaths <laughs> is that they can mimic regular human emotion. <laughs> That's literally it. It's just manipulation. It's like, this is what a good apology would sound like mm-hmm. if I was sincere, but I'm not. <laughs> and that's exactly it because like, I tweeted about this after it came out and it's like, obviously, like I want to believe that his apology is sincere because- you just uh, want like, <laughs> a horrible thing happened and I want just on a personal level for this other human to understand that it was bad it was wrong what he did was horrible and I want okay. him to be sincerely sorry for it yeah. like I just it's upsetting to me to think that somebody wouldn't be sorry for that okay but the problem is at this point it doesn't really matter if it's sincere or not because it doesn't seem sincere coming on the heels of you losing all of your major sponsors you apologizing quote-unquote already really insincerely and just in a kind of like god I have to get these people off my back Mm -hmm. kind of way then losing all of your sponsors and a bunch of followers Mm -hmm. to then be like actually I am sorry and this is the very much (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this is the very detailed apology my PR person came up with. Also on the Frenemies Live from yesterday, mm-hmm. what I found very interesting, too, is what Trisha was saying about, like, how could you have possibly learned this much in a week? Exactly. Like, your opinion doesn't change that strongly No, in a week. It doesn't. No. Like, there's no way. You can, of course, like, learn new things in that week. I'm sure he did mm-hmm. <laughs> based on critique he got. But you don't change your opinion that fast. No. In any way, especially when it's, like, blaming you for something. You wouldn't. That's not how people react to things. No, exactly. It's very clear that, like, he still feels the same way he did a week ago when he put out his two and a half minute apology. But, you know that didn't go over the way that he thought it would. Mm-mm. He thought that this would just be swept under the rug, like with everything else that he's been called out for in the past. Um, and unfortunately for David, the little two and a half minute apology didn't cut it. And then he was scrambling because sponsors started dropping like flies. And he was like, oh, I need to make people think that I've I'm changed, sorry. that yeah. I'm sorry, that I understand what I did wrong. That I'm a new person a week later a week who later. has different beliefs and values. All it takes. It's actually incredible. <laughs> Let's see. This is the bingo. Mm. Let's go through. Okay. So in crying without tears. Yes. Check. If I offended anyone. Yeah. Did he say if I offended anyone? I actually I think he did in the first one. Okay, I don't know you about know what? This one. We can do we can do a joint one. Let's, I'm sure yeah. between the two. All of them will be checked off. <laughs> okay, so two for two. Mm-hmm. I'm not here to make excuses. I feel I, like he said some version of that. I was gonna say, I think there was there was a variety. He added a little spice to yeah. it, but that was like the gist of the second video. <laughs> okay, so three for three. Mm-hmm. Serious slash somber expression and tone. Very much so. Big check. <laughs> this one doesn't count for David, but not wearing makeup oh okay doesn't count for him but 
this isn't about my family leave them out of this he didn't get to use that he didn't say that but he he? did mention his family and about how he was sorry that he disappointed them (laughs) yes he so that's like a half a check that's a half check we'll give a half point (laughs) video titled the truth or i'm sorry not this one (laughs) the first one the first one was like my truth my or truth. something which is like I know they kept saying it on frenemies but it's so true whenever people post videos with that caption I'm like okay is it yours or, or the, the truth <laughs> yeah like there's a difference noted um I'm only human I make mistakes there that was there was an overall vibe that was there a, was a, a tone of that for sure um I was young yeah, I would say that that was kind of the implication like, in both of them. Where, especially in the first one, where he's like, I've made over 600 videos. <laughs> one of them's bound to have a sexual assault. It's statistics. <laughs> like, what? Um, that's the thing. It's like, I. <laughs> he's just like, he so wants to just go, I'm a kid. He wants I'm to be a like baby. the guy who's gonna say, I'm just a baby. I have no money. No money. <laughs> Ew, I hate that so much, but I love it. Long dramatic pauses. There are too yes. many jump cuts for long dramatic pauses. <laughs> long dramatic jump cuts. He cut, he cut those long dramatic pauses out, baby. He was also, I said this to Logan earlier when we were talking, but he was talking like this, like every thing he said had a breath like he was, I was like are you doing slam poetry it was What's very happening? like staccato it's like is this like a personal choice that you made <laughs> put a beat behind it what's happening okay so I think long dramatic pauses yes because he cut them out exactly <laughs> reference to having blank friends <laughs> I mean, he technically referenced the fact that he had a sexual assaulter as a friend. Yes. I can't change the past. I mean, like, that's a vibe for sure. That was, and then the center square is, that's not who I am. Which definitely some version of that was said, for sure. Um, Video taken on the floor. (laughs) Check. I love you guys so much. Yeah, that was definitely in there. Yeah. Wearing a hoodie. <laughs> he was definitely wearing some sort of athleisure, although that's not hoodie. unusual for him. So <laughs> I'm sorry I disappointed you. Yes, he's sorry he disappointed his friends and family and his viewers. Check, check. check. I've recorded this video blank times. I mean, technically, he did record at least two of them. <laughs> That's so. true. And he did make reference to his other one not being good. So I think that gets the that gets the square. It was taken out of context. I don't think that for this one. <laughs> I was going to say, I actually don't think that applies. Because if he had said that... That would have been ripped to shreds. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, how, how do you take a rape out of context? How, what is the context? I mean, technically, he did take it out of context. context. He took the context away. <laughs> he made it a fun little video. He was like, we're just partying, having fun. What's better than this? Guys being dudes. Being dudes. Um, says they're taking accountability. Check. Yes, check, check, check. Um, explaining how hard all of this is for them. I mean, 
yeah I would say there was the beginning was kind of like it's one o'clock in the morning everyone left it's been like a rough couple of days it's been crazy so I feel like that counts Mm -hmm. um an excuse every five seconds certainly in the first one (laughs) certainly in the first one (laughs) um saying they need time now yes yes he's taking a break Mm-hmm. from posting even though that's what he was doing like already already but thank you so much <laughs> for that um those closest to me know i feel like that might have come into play in the first one where yeah he's like, People, that he would never i would never well i mean as scotty says not a mean bone in his body <laughs> not one even though his whole thing is like ridiculing his friends um not a mean bone no um and then finally it was a stupid joke um I yeah think he, it was, he said that like it was a stupid joke stupid prank etc etc yeah so the only ones that weren't <laughs> weren't there is um taken out of context <laughs> and not wearing makeup and that's two, only because he doesn't wear makeup two of this entire bingo sheet that's stunning didn't apply I think we should post this on twitter yeah I think we should <laughs> we should absolutely iconic um yeah I think the apology quote-unquote if it had come out a week ago this could have all had a very different outcome yeah if he he sat with the people that he definitely sat with to make the second one Mm -hmm. first it yeah it could have saved everything because people would be like see he's not a bad guy and now it's just like see how like wormy and manipulative he is to like try to push the second one out like he said all the right things in this one he acknowledged the power dynamic which I think was a really big thing Mm -hmm. um and I think they talked about this on frenemies but about how in his apology he was like you know like I never realized that there was a power dynamic but then in so many other videos he's like basically referencing the fact that there's a power Mm -hmm. dynamic (laughs) and just like offering people money for like anything and everything like you recognize that because you have that money you can get them to do that like that's that's the power dynamic you don't know about and just like like buying cars for his friends like again on face value it's like a really sweet gesture it's like oh my god that's so nice like and I've watched so many of those videos and I've been fooled by them and I'm like oh that's so sweet like he's (laughs) buying his friends cars blah 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 blah. and it's like that's amazing but if somebody bought me a Lamborghini I would feel indebted to them (laughs) and I would do whatever the fuck they wanted me to (laughs) and then you add like on top of that already like power dynamic Mm -hmm. layer you add another layer of like technically he's kind of your boss yes so it's like your boss bought you a Lamborghini and now has done something that you don't like no I appreciated in apology number two that he you know was going to work towards having like some sort of HR department for his little Mm -hmm team i think that's a good idea that should have been put in place um years ago which friend which friend from high school is going to be his age yeah. department um i'm telling you Ilya, step up to the plate my dude <laughs> plumbing take a take a break from plumbing work in hr yeah i don't know i mean hey couldn't be any worse than the people who are currently it handling could, these it things. literally could not be so um yeah 
Oh, the other thing that I wanted to talk to you about, because I don't think we've like discussed it, but I've seen people talking about it, is the fact that mm-hmm. Seth was friends with Dom. And so like I've seen people being like, well, why do we care about Seth and like his assault? Like he was friends with Dom. And I feel like that's yeah, that's like problematic. <laughs> that is extremely problematic because I just like I don't know, like statistically, people are gonna know people who have done horrible things. Does mm-hmm. that make you a horrible person? No if you knew that this stuff was going on and you didn't try to hold them accountable or like try to stop them from doing these things then yeah but it doesn't take away from like Seth being assaulted that's deranged that's exactly it it's just like these things can exist like at the same time separately Mm. from each other so it's like I I personally can sit here and be like I believe Seth I believe he was assaulted by Jason in those two videos I believe that he also had to deal with a lot of racism while being in this friend group. And I believe that he like suffered for it. And I feel badly for him in that aspect. I can also, on the other hand, be like, I think it's questionable that he was friends with Dom and probably knew the behavior that he, you know, exhibited. And that's a bit questionable, but it's like, somebody can be a victim and also be like, maybe not a great person. Yeah. Like, (laughs) also like going back to like their relationship like in the in the video before everything kind of broke where dom was like apologizing vaguely for something <laughs> um now looking back it's like hmm. <laughs> but like in that he mentions that he's still really good friends with seth so yeah. i'm like hmm but that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that jason and david did something horrible to seth as well yeah it's just like it reminds me of And, like, now I can't even think of what her name was, but she was one of the women who was, like, assaulted by Harvey Weinstein, I think. Mm -hmm. But then it came out that, like, she had assaulted, like, an underage boy. Yeah. And so it's just, like, both of those things are awful, but they can exist at the same time. It's, like, you can be a victim, but then also be an abuser. Not saying that Seth is abusive, but it's, like, he can be a victim and also be friends with an abuser. Yeah. And, like, both of those things can be true. You know? So... I just thought that was like kind of interesting that some people were like, well, we just like shouldn't, it doesn't matter that Seth was assaulted because he's friends with Dom. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> it's so, it's so interesting for these people online are so, so quick to dismiss Seth for any reason. And it's like, these are the same people who are like, race has nothing to do with it. But then the second there's like anything, it's like, nope, not him. He did something bad. See, yeah. see, it's like, um, I also like I I hate how little Seth has come up in all of this in the last week or so like yeah obviously like the article was talking like a very specific instance um but just like with the two apologies now that David has put out he hasn't mentioned Seth in once either of them (laughs) and it's just like I don't know to me like there's like reckoning that needs to happen with that like I do think that Seth really deserves an apology and I hope that it can be addressed at some point so yeah they just like really the thing with all of this like all the situations at once is Mm -hmm. that the problem is that David really doesn't think he did anything wrong Mm -hmm. like that's the root of everything it's just like in all these situations 
he doesn't get it. Like he, he doesn't get what the problem is. He knows people are offended. He knows that he's losing sponsors, but he genuinely does not understand what he has done wrong. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, like he, he is just trying to like push the blame onto as many other people as he can. And Mm -hmm. like, if push comes to shove, if the Seth thing gets really like blown up, kind of like the Dom thing did, and you know if like the Seth thing gets picked up by like a major news outlet yeah you think David won't jump at the opportunity to be like well that was Jason he was the one who made out with Seth oh my god the fact that Jason is like almost 50 years old and doesn't take this opportunity to distance himself from a 20 whatever year old um is just tells you all you need to know Mm -hmm. about old jason i speaking of jason this was like the last thing on my list that i wanted to bring (laughs) up and it's jason the text (laughs) oh my god oh my god the text so for those of you who weren't watching the live frenemies last night or haven't watched it um go watch it it's incredible um (laughs) but on it trisha just for ethan's hair alone just for ethan's hair alone it's worth watching um but trisha (laughs) kind of let slip the fact that jason tried to call her um like that day or whatever and then when he didn't get through he texted her and I like this needs to be submitted to like down bad dudes on Twitter or something like that or like men posting their L's like (laughs) he texts Trisha I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna read it for our audience because I just think it's really important um and this is so scared such an important piece of the culture he says hi Trish it's Jason just tried you are you available to talk then another text call me back heart emoji and then another text please it's the the please for me (laughs) it it is the please like please like please yesterday when I first saw this I think it was the heart emoji heart emoji emoji it was the heart emoji that was really getting me yesterday but today now that I've had some time to sit with it it's really the please (laughs) it's the please it's the please that pushes it over the edge the heart is like an affront to the eyes Mm. you're like oh you're assaulted by it some might say (laughs) I would and then you immediately followed by whining a 50 year old man begging no please I just for some reason I can't stop picturing okay so you know like I'm sure you've seen it before but like it's basically like a meme now but from sex in the city the post-it note that's like I'm sorry I can't don't hate me when burger breaks up with Carrie for some reason I can't stop visualizing these texts (laughs) on a post-it note (laughs) Logan (laughs) Logan I have to we're posting that on Instagram I'm gonna make that I'm going to make that for you. I just, I can't. Just, hi, Trish. It's Jason. Just tried you. Are you available to talk? Call me back, please. Like, I don't know. I don't know why it was like, as soon as I saw it, that was like the format that I saw it in. It was like the opposite of a breakup post-it note. It was like a whining, pleading, groveling post-it note. (laughs) 
I think that text message really tells you everything you need to know about the relationship between Trisha and Jason. Yeah. He is so manipulative and he thinks by throwing out a heart emoji and being like, please, that she's going to drop everything and come back to him for communication because that's what when she was going through it and literally like in the hospital she was like making videos every day crying begging him to just text her to tell her what happened and what she did wrong but like they wouldn't call Mm -hmm. David and Jason wouldn't call but like the seconds like oh let me protect David by like talking to Trisha please I love it like he must be shaking in his boots right now because he knows that his day of reckoning is upon him and meanwhile Trisha who is like inadvertently responsible for like the downfall of all of these people is like truly thriving yeah she is happy she is in a great relationship from the looks of it (laughs) she has a house she has a $60,000 Versace table um she's on a very successful podcast she has like good friends around her like baby she glowed up <laughs> she does not need you she does not need to call you and she won't be calling you. you and your shriveled little please. eggplant <laughs> <Please>. jason <laughs> please 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 trisha Ugh. repulsive been- that man truly makes my blood boil I it's so it's really a toss-up who I hate more him or David at this point literally because like oh Jason is just he's a piece of work he's a father oh god he's a father he has children I like that is so upsetting to think about that like his children are like they're probably like online you know they probably yeah. have, like social media and stuff like that well they're both like teenagers now I think yeah and it's like I just like I shudder at the thought of them being on Twitter and seeing people talking about how their dad sent like unsolicited dick pics to a 20 year old imagine I would kill myself I would literally fling myself out of a window Mm-mm. on first laying my eyes on that accusation Mm-mm. goodbye no we don't need that um so yeah that that was my list of things that I wanted to discuss because it's been a whirlwind of a week <laughs> it is and I doubt it's over <laughs> I know like I just want everyone listening to keep in mind that it is currently Wednesday night it's seven o'clock right time. now at press time we are not responsible for whatever happens between Mm-mm. now and when this comes out on Friday. Like, if shit hits the fan, we'll, we'll talk, talk about, about it next it. week. <laughs> Just please hold. Please wait. We'll do a live episode. <laughs> wait for us. Oh my god, could you imagine? <laughs> oh boy. Oy, oy, oy. They're truly um, a mess. A big old mess a in every way. Mess. Fickle mess committing felonies. <laughs> Just really great. Really stand up guys. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh boy. Is there anything else going on? Oh gosh. I mean, this is all I've been I know, same. Consuming. <laughs> like your list is perfect because it laid it all out because it was all scrambled in my brain like as things were (laughs) happening because they were happening on like a daily basis I was like 
adding them into my notes app and being like okay like we'll talk about this and then oh this happens we'll have to talk about that like I've just been like chronicling everything she's making a timeline I am making a timeline because it's like there's been something new every day today's been like the first day actually where like nothing new has happened which was kind of boring (laughs) I know I'm gonna be honest didn't love it like I know that like no news is good news and it's like I'm certainly not willing like people to come forward with like more horrific stories but I just like I want somebody else from the I want somebody it's, else from the vlog squad to be like, um, let me make a statement now. Right? Like it, oh my god, a bug just flew up my head. Oh no. Um, it, it's fun to watch the downfall of people who are bad, is what we're saying. It's nice to see people get what they deserve. Yes. That's all I'm gonna say. Just saying. Just saying. Um, if you want to follow along with the journey that we are both currently on and boy are we on a journey we are on a journey um you can follow us on twitter and instagram at honestlypod or facebook.com slash honestlypod we have a website the honestlypodcast.wixsite.com slash home don't forget the slash home like i did moments (laughs) earlier because it will lead you nowhere You can also email us at thehonestlypodcast at gmail.com. Hell yeah. Drop us a line. Let us know what your thoughts and feelings are on the whole vlog squad shenanigans. Do you have your own timeline? Email us that. <laughs> yes. Get into Cross it. reference. Do you have a hot tip? Let us know. Um, we also have merchandise for merchandise, which you can get by going to honestlypod.threadless.com or there's a convenient little merch tab on the website that we mentioned that you can just Look click on, check things out. Lots of cute goodies for you to buy. <laughs> and we're cute. Our yeah. little cartoon faces. Thanks, Julie. We're adorable. Shout out, Julie. Um, don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. It would mean a lot to us. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Potable, Pocket Casts, perhaps some other places. We don't know. It's very hard to keep track. It's a mystery, but we'd love to know that you're listening and loving. Um, If you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, don't forget to send us a screenshot of it and we'll send you some limited edition Honestly Pod stickers. And we can't stress enough how limited of edition these are these stickers will outlive the vlog squad and that's a fact that's a fact (laughs) um is that it that's all all right Bye. bye